everybody bow your heads. Dear God, um, help us tonight. Uh, help Dan receive this message and let it get to us. Because um, you have all the answers and we need to know those and get closer to you. Help us surrender to you and you only. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Hi, if you, I don't know if y'all noticed, but my, my, my two kids aren't here, Noah and Kate, Caitlin. So I thought, what a great night to tell stories about my kids, right? No, I'm kidding. That'd be bad. Uh, jo- Joseph, my, my third born, will, will be here uh, at the end of summer, be a part of the youth group. So that's scary. I've got way too many stories about Joseph. You've heard many of them. Um, tonight... I may pull. I may pull a Dalton. A Dalton tonight. Okay. Now, what is pulling a Dalton? Uh, a great sermon. That's right. Well, that's what I'm praying for, man. I'm praying for. You suck up, man. Uh, 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 I'll put it this way. I am. Um, I had a message. I've been working and brewing on and, and working all week. And, and at noon today, I threw that one in the trash. And started it started from scratch, so it may may be a little shorter tonight. Yes, some of you are going, "Hey, man, I'm living right." So, um, so hang with me. Will you hang with me? Yes, yes, you will. Okay, give me grace. Maybe um, we're gonna be in, in the book of Acts, and where the 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 message we have t- t- tonight. The first thing I want to ask you is, there's a song that you, you just sang, the last song, and, and, and the words were, like, like a rushing uh, wind, Jesus breathe within, Lord have your what? Lord have your way, Lord have your way in me. And we sing songs a lot of times in church, because that's just, you're being led by the, but I don't know, sometimes we don't think about them, because the message tonight Everybody in in this room could pray this prayer, and it it, it 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 will affect you when you walk out of here. If you apply what what you what what I'm going to, to teach on, it's going to affect everybody in this room. And it's not always like that when I speak in the edge, but this is something, and this is what I hope. I hope that as you sing that song, "Lord, have your way, Lord, have your way," in me that that's really your prayer tonight. That you're going, you know what? Whatever is going on, God, I want, I want you to have, have your way in me. No matter what it's going to cost me, I want you to have your way in me. No, no matter what I may need to change in my life or give up or let go of, Lord, I want you to have your way in me. We're in the book of, written by, also wrote the book of, he's one of the 12 doctors, not a disciple, he's a doctor. Uh, maybe not more than, I've been more than 12 or less than 12, we don't know. Uh, we're going to start off in reading uh, together in Acts chapter 17, beginning verse 13 through 16 is what we're going to read together. It gives us a little background of where we're going to be, and it jumps us off to into, uh, I think, the whole point of, of this text for us. So could you stand with me as we, uh, just for this, for this first text, we read in honor uh, of God's holy and perfect word tonight. Acts ch- chapter 17, verse 13, it says this, but when the Jews from Thessalonica learned that the word of God was proclaimed by Paul at, at, at Bria also, they came there too, agitating and stirring up the crowds. Then the 
the brothers immediately sent Paul off on his way to the sea. But Silas and and Timothy remained there. Those who conducted Paul brought him as far as Athens. And after receiving a command for Silas and Timothy to come to him as soon as possible, they departed. Verse 16 says this. Now, while Paul was waiting for them at Athens, his spirit was provoked within him as he saw that the city was full of idols. Let's pray one more time. Dear God, we thank you for your word. Uh, uh, Lord, we just ask that your truth will be clear uh, tonight and that we will respond to your truth. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, be seated. We're in, in 2017 America, the good old U of S of A, right? Do we all agree with that? Yes? And if you didn't know where you were, that's where you are, okay? Um, now, what are some common I, 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 idols in, in the world that we live in today? I'm, I'm, I'm looking for some input here from you. What are some common idols, Caleb? What's that? Phones? A phone can be one? Okay. You're right. No, you're very right. Money, okay, going over. Food can be an, are you talking about me? <laughs> All right, okay, I'm just making sure. Dalton, what you got? Ourselves, Ourselves can be an idol. What else can be one? Netflix. Netflix. Oh, can I hear an amen to that if you've, you've, you've ever junked out on Netflix? Anybody? Yeah, okay. Sports can be an idol. What else can be an idol? YouTube can be an idol. See, gosh, it's changed so much in the past eight years because uh, those things really weren't weren't a, a fad that much until now. What else? What? Jesus. Jesus can be an, a good idol. That, that's right. Education. Education. Yeah. You want to get those grades? You want to look good? Who? Social media. Social media. Okay, that income... income I was like, Who, who's that? Um, it, it covered everything. Go ahead, Silas. Fidget spinners. Fidget spinners? What are you talking about? They're like, oh. Yeah, that's crazy. Um, uh, one thing I did not hear is politicians can be one because you're going, if they don't get elected, we're, we're toast or we're, and, and you're, you're going to bank all on what they can do. So they can be... I, Idols. What else uh, I didn't hear from is, uh, and I know it would never occur within our youth group, but a boyfriend or girlfriend, no, right? Never could that become an idol. And truth be told, for teenagers, besides you, YouTube and all that that stuff where you, you get your fix from, the one thing that is going to wreck you most is most teenagers' relationships um, become false idols within their life. Most. I'm, I'm not saying all, but I would bet my house uh, on most uh, that, that they're going to wreck. Now, do false idols bother you? Don't answer, just a thought. Do they bother you? Because it's interesting, this text in verse 16, uh, Paul was waiting for them at Athens. It took me forever to say it the first time. His spirit was provoked within them within him. What that means is he was, he was infuriated. He was, it wasn't like he was like, hmm, very interesting, Dr. Jones. He wasn't that. He was like totally ticked off out of his mind. Why? 
Because he looked around and saw the city was full of idols. When was the last time we looked around at false idols that lead many astray, that can lead us astray, that lead many of our friends astray who don't know the Lord? Have we looked at those and go, man, I just hate, hate those things. I hate it. Does it make you angry or sad? Does it affect you at all? And if it doesn't affect you at all, you, you, we, we sort of need to ask ourselves, why not? Am I giving this stuff enough thought within my life? Next thing I want to ask, do you follow false idols? Do you? Don't answer. Just the thought. I do, I do. Yeah. Um, I've got two ways that you can sort of, it's sort of a little, a little free test here that you can tell if you currently right now in your personal life have false I, I, idols, first way is this, and I'll explain it. Does having this thing in your life cause you to ignore or break the commands of God found in his word? Let me repeat that. Does ha- having this thing in your life cause you to ignore and or by ignoring break God's commands found in the Word of God. And, and so the question would be, uh, I would ask you, what are God's, God's com- commands? What do you say God's commands are? Do we have any idea? Don't kill. Don't kill. Let's go with the Ten Commandments. Would we agree those are commands of God? Okay, what are else uh, are some commands of God? Love God, love others. What else does he says, say to love that makes no sense at all because they're against us? To love who? Our, our, our enemy, right? Commands of God. Would, were you responding to that? Okay, sorry. I'm, I'm with you. Um, does it say something in, in the Word of God about sexual immorality? It's, it's all over it. It is all over it. It says, what, what, what should you do? It says, uh, blank from sexual immorality. All right, it's not participate in from. Okay, no, it's flee from. That means run away from. It, it also says, Paul writes, let there not be a hint of sexual immor- immorality among you. Would we agree? Can I ask you, is this a command of God or no? Is it? That's what, if we believe in the word of God, we've got to make a choice. Is this a command of God or not? In Proverbs 3, 9, it says this. And this is, guys, if y'all can get this truth down in your, your spirit, 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 spiritual walk, it'll help you out in great ways because a lot of adults don't get this. And if you can begin to get this now, understand that everything that you have is God's. Everything that you own is God's. He allows you to have it. He created you. He created this world. All you have is his. And in Proverbs 3, 9, it says, Honor the Lord with your wealth, the first fruits of all your crops, all, everything that you have. Honor the, honor the Lord. We're called it. It also says in giving, it says this in 2 Corinthians 9, 7, Each of you should give what you have decided in your heart to give, not reluctantly or under comp- compulsion, for God loves a cheerful give- giver. Are we called, is the command of God that we're called to be, to be give- give- givers? 
can I set that amount for you, what you owe? Can I, being a, a staff of the church, set that? No, I, I shouldn't set that amount that you owe. I would guide you if you ask me for help, but it always talks about, when it talks about giving, it uses the word generosity. And a lot of times we go, well, giving the tithe, that's 10%, so you're supposed to give 10%. But gen, 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 generosity is when you give to the point where it, co- it costs you. That's what, you know, so, so sometimes I, I believe for myself that I'm called to give more than 10%. For me to give 10%, it, it, I could still live almost the exact same way that I live right now. But for me to give more, it's going to cost me. Why do I do that? Because it makes me more like Christ. Because it gives me a chance to, to do something where I help those in need, whether it's through the church or through missions or whatever it is, but it gives us a, a chance to take this faith that we have and live it out. But start now. Can I, when you get a job, man, just start giving something uh, to be faithful t- to God. That verse in, in, in Proverbs 3, 9, honor the Lord with your wealth, the first fruits of all your crops. Honor him with your wealth. If, if you start now, it's easy later. Guarantee it, but you've got to learn that now. Why do I say that? Because money is an idol in this world, especially in the one that you live in, that I, that I live in, that rules so many pe- 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 people's lives. Not even, but especially those in the church. It's one of the greatest things that keeps them in, in bondage is money. Now, uh, so the, the point of this was, does having this thing in your life cause you to ignore or break God's commands found in the Word of God? So I would say this. Examples here. Teenage relationships uh, turn out to be false idols. If a relationship gets physical, at all, outside the bonds of, of, of marriage, understand that relationship is a false idol. It, it, it is. And, 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 and if it's, you know, if, if it goes across this line of, of, of pure, purity, and that line is, is not very far away from where you are right now, you don't have to do much to break that line, but God calls you to flee sexual immorality. Don't let that become an idol. Money uh, the Word of God says, where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You want to know what, what's important to someone? Let's see what they're putting their money in. And that's what is important. Is it so easy? Um, through the years, I've talked to a lot of folks, and they're good folks, and, and they're older. That's why I'm saying now, learn this now. Don't wait. Uh, but they say, um, oh, we don't give to the church because we're just too far in debt and we're trying to pay off our debt and we're, we're really far behind. But understand your debt and the things that you bought with that debt, which are probably now broken and unused, are false I- idols in your life. God, you know, it breaks the heart of Paul. It doesn't break our heart at all. Um, friendship, look out for this. If a friendship call call causes you to lie to your mom and dad, that has become an idol, false idol in your life. Because God says, honor your mother and father. If it, if, it, if, it, if it causes you to go down a road that is against the things of God, it's an idol in your life. 
and we need to get rid of false idols. So first thing is, does it cause you to ignore or break God's, God's command? The second thing is, um, is do you base your self-worth on it? If there's anything in your life that you base your self-worth on, you understand that will become an, an idol in your life. If I base my self-worth on my wife, who I love, and I'm supposed to love my wife, and, and there's worth, I get it, but if I base my worth on her, She's become an idol in my life, and she will never live up to, to the per- perfection of what I expect her to be. My kids will never live up to it if, if that's where I, I find myself worth in. The only thing I, that, that can live up to that is God. That includes, and, and where this is found now for you guys is Snapchat or Instagram, or you don't do Facebook work because that's so uncool, and only old people like Nick use that. Um, uh, but your, 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 your day is based on how, how many likes you've gotten on something or how many friends respond back to your, your snap. Or, or you know, it, it's based on all this stuff, and you understand that's an idol in your life. And I'm like, this is a lot of be- background because we're about to hit some text, and a lot of times you can read this text and go, well, this doesn't apply to me, and, and it's all over you. It's all over me. It, 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 it's, it, it's everywhere. So, Look at here in Acts chapter 17, verse 22. Let's get in the text a little bit more. So, Paul standing in the midst of the... So, this is a few verses down. Paul's beginning to talk back and forth, and, and they finally say, Paul, you're a new guy. Tell us what you've got to say. And he says, so standing in the midst of the Areopagus said, Men of Athens, I per- perceive that in every way you are very religious. Now, go back to that, that last verse. Um, now, do y'all know what the Areopagus is? It's a place in Greece, and I've got a, a picture of this. Uh, uh, it's, it, it's, a, it's a big rock where when, when philosophers would want to de- de- debate or talk, they would go to this, all the wise ones would be on this, this sort of this mount, this rock. Uh, and even to this, on, to this day, there's a plaque with this whole, um, Paul like preached a sort of ser- a sermon here, and it's all written right there because this is the place where Paul, where Paul was. It also was a place where, um, where uh, men and women would be judged for crimes of murder. Uh, I don't know why that was that place as well, but it, it's sort of what the past is. But this is a real, I, I want you to understand, this is a real place. This is where he's at. And he said that. I perceive that in every way you are very religious. Now, now we've we've heard this phrase, and it's sort of, um, sort of been a sort of a cool thing. There's a guy named was it John Benanaki who does like a, a word, the truth in word. He does like rap for a long time. He's got a big thing about religion versus relationship, and don't be religious and and, and all this stuff. Um, and I want to, to make th- this point here. Just because you're religious doesn't mean you're redeemed. Okay? Just because you're spiritual doesn't mean you're saved. Sometimes these words go in and they go, oh, well, I'm spirit, 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 spiritual. Just because you're, you're good doesn't mean you're godly. Okay? Understand that there's some clear definitions of these terms. Everyone, everyone in this room, Everybody at your school or that you pass on the street or when you go out to eat that are in that place that you go, everyone is religious. Every one of them. 
Now, you might be going, oh, I know some people, and they've not been to church ever, and you should, they talk like, you know, uh, a bad person. Um, uh, so, now, when I say that, religion may not come in the form of going to church to worship God. Uh, it can be going uh, on a sports field where your whole life resides there, and that's what all you're about, and you're going to bank everything on that because you want to look the best, and you want to be the best, and that is your whole life, and that's what your life is about. That occurs all the time. It occurs a lot to folks that are of the church that you see as they, they grow up, their kids get real good in sports, and all of a sudden you don't see them, but maybe five times a year because they're out of town on, on trips. And I'm not saying that you can't go on trips and be on a sports team and, and be saved and have a walk with Christ, but you're going to lose a lot. There's many that aren't, don't have a walk with Christ, but if you do, you're going to lose a lot of what God has in store for you when you're religious about that. It could be um, you fight to get good grades and to excel intellectually to get the approval and the accolades of others to, to get their praise. That could be your religion. Uh, it could be that you're always looking out for you, because you're the only one that, that matters, and you don't care about anybody else, and you're going to hurt everybody else just because you, you've been hurt, and you want them to feel the way that you do, and that makes you feel better, because that's about you. That's a religion of today. Everybody's religious. Whether it's hunting, fishing, we can't use those words, popularity, or money, that's what you worship. That's is your religion. So he starts it off saying, hey, I, I see you are all religious. Now, now he's smooth here, and they're saying he is very smooth. Now, who here has heard of the term a Jesus juke? Anybody here heard of the term of a Jesus juke? A G Jesus juke is this. It's when the conversation is going this way, and you all of a sudden throw it this way so Jesus is involved. There's a few uh, tweets to give you an idea of a Jesus Juke. Here is one of them. It says, I think, what's the, the first one? In the World Cup, you are out with one loss. Thankfully, God gives second chances. Okay, uh, Juke, uh, it's going World, World Cup. Oh, God gives second, second chances. That, that, that's like a mild one. That's not really OJ. I think someone's like OJ Simpson, thir 32. I don't think it's probably the real guy. He's in jail right now. Um, so uh, here's the next one. Uh, Ronaldo's goal granted us access to the knockout round like G Jesus' death granted us access to heaven. Jesus juke. You know what I'm saying? It's going this way, and then bam, it goes that way, right? Are you with me? Have you ever had that friend that would, you would say something, and all of a sudden they would bring it in? That's Paul all day long. This is the way that Paul lived his life. He was, a Jesus, he was the queen of Jesus jukers. Um, I know it's just like football, but I hate it when I don't play well. Unfortunately, I'll have to wait two weeks to get redemption. Fortunately, Jesus redeemed you on the cross, and you have an even better redemption to look forward to. Jesus juke right there. You, you, you get me? There's even there's a, there's a, uh, one or two that are, are better here. Um, Y'all worried about catching Pikachu, but when was the last time your Bible got a peek at you? Uh, you're out ch chasing Pokemon, but when are you going to seek out Holy Mon, our Lord and Savior, G Jesus Christ? That is beautiful, Jesus juke. Now, this one... I wish this was really from the Pope. I doubt it is, but take a look. Uh, it says, that is a great save by, by How Howard, but Je Jesus made the greatest save of all. And, huh? 
Uh-huh, that's the Pope. I think that, that, that was the Pope. So that's what a Jesus Duke is, okay? And I, I'll tell you this. A lot of times, um, it's, it's almost, that phrase is used almost, is a, not a derogatory, but like a, dude, did you just Jesus juke me? Um, but the, this is the truth of the matter. We need to do it a lot more. Where the, convert, where, where, where the talk goes this way, there's times we need to turn it this way. And, and, and Paul does this in a beautiful way. And in, uh, on the, the mission field, it, it's, it, it's something called a bridge. It's a bridge to the gospel. You're trying to find a way to relate to them, to bring the gospel to them so that they, they will hear what you have to say. It's used all the time. And even here, we, we use it as we talk to friends, as, as we should, trying to find a way to bridge to the gospel, find a way to all of a sudden begin that conversation of even a bridge is, hey, um, you know, I've, no, I've known you. You lived next door to me for like a year or two. Do you believe in God at all? Or what do you believe about God? That's the beginning of a bridge to the gospel. You're trying to find a, a, sort of a level ground. Look here in verse um, sep, 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 17, not verse 17, chapter 17, verse 23. He's perceived that they're in every way very religious. And he says this, For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. Jesus Juke, right here, you see it? All right, see, this unknown God, hey, I found this plaque here of this unknown God, and what it is that they had all these gods and these temp- temples and stuff, and they would, they would wor- worship him, and one, one of the guys said, what if we miss one of them? What, what, what if we miss the guy? And they go, unknown God. <laughs> we'll make a plaque for him too, so he will cover all the rest of the stuff, and we'll all be safe. So Paul has seen this plaque and this temp- temple and shrine to the unknown God, and so he does this beautiful bridge or Jesus Duke, or whatever you want to, want, want to call it. Let's read again. For as I passed along and observed the objects of your worship, I found also an altar with this inscription to the unknown God. What therefore you worship as unknown, this I proclaim to you. How many people do you know right now in your life that worship an unknown God? Dude, I bet there's a ton. I bet there's a ton. They go, yeah, yeah I, uh, or, or they don't even know they're worshiping an unknown God. They worship the, the, themselves. How many of them? And then he says this about who this, un, he said, um, what therefore you, you worship as, as unknown, this, this I proclaim to you. I'm going to let you know who the un- unknown God is. And he says this, the God who made the world and everything in it, being Lord of heaven and earth, does not live in temples made by man. Bam, he just slapped down every other little G God there. He says, you know what? You can't contain my God. You go, oh yeah, oh yeah. I mean, he really starts to preach here. And, and then he says this, nor is he served by human hands as though he needed anything. Hey, not like your gods that you've got to like, sacrifice and do all this stuff to, pl- to please them and take care of them because they can't take care of themselves. My God, he doesn't need your help. He's God. He has got all power. He's got all strength. He's got all might. And then he says, as though he needed anything, since he himself gives to all mankind life and breath and everything. You know, and, and, you know, 
All the stuff that your little gods do, my God made it all. And even gives you the breath that you breathe when you breathe in out. My God is in control of everything. So he, he takes theirs and kicks them aside in this amazing juke. And um, uh, he says, God is so much bigger than your gods. He doesn't depend on you, on man. He is God. He doesn't dwell in an elaborate temp, temp, temple made by man because it cannot contain him. For he dwells in the heavens. And all mankind, everything is given life by him. He created it all. He just did this beautiful, what you don't know, this is who he is. Let me tear the veil away so that you can see who God is. And can I tell you, among your friends, among, it might be fam- family, um, where, where, where you go out to eat, do you know that's what we're called to do? We're not called to change their mind. We're just called to tear the veil away so that they can see who God is. We live it out with the way we act, but we've got to speak it too with the words that we use. And then he, he goes on in verses 26. We're not going to read this all, but he, he says, um, you know, he, he says from, from one man every, uh, uh, he made from one man every nation of mankind live on the earth and put where they were supposed to go, uh, you know, and that verse 27, that they should seek him, God, and perhaps feel their way toward him and find him. You know, there, there's something that God puts, puts in us and his spirit moves in us that draws us to him. Yet he is actually, he says, it's not far from each one of us. You know, your gods that are so distant from you that you do all these things for, my God, this big God that cannot be contained, he's, he's close by. Verse 30 says, the times of ignorance God overlooked, but now he commands all people everywhere to repent. Because he has fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he has appointed. And of this he has given assurance to all by raising him from the dead. So he begins to talk about Jesus Christ. And says that, um, that there was a time that you could be ignorant and you just didn't know. But he said that time has passed. Uh, he, he, and he, he commands them all not to have joy. He doesn't command them all to give alms or to sacrifice. He commands all to repent. So even as we look at this text, I want to ask you something. What false idols are in your life right now? What do you need to adjust and change in your life to let to honor God with your life? What do you need to do? And are you willing to do it? Because now is the time to repent. And it says he fixed a day on which he will judge the world in righteousness by a man whom he appointed. That man was Jesus Christ, who, who God, the Son of God, who came and lived a perfect life, that, that he, he, he lived a life and showed us how, how to live, but he also lived a perfect life so that he could be the perfect sacrifice for us. That he was nailed on a cross. The cross did not kill him. But when the, the, your sin and my, my sin, the weight of mankind's sin was laid upon him, what was beautiful became disgusting is what he became for us. And then on the third day, he overcame death and, and the grave to, to prove to all who believe that the grave cannot hold us, that there's everlasting life with the Father. Now, it's interesting in verse 32. This is Paul. This is the great Paul. Now, I know he's been beaten a lot for what he said as we read through Acts 13, 14, 15, 16. 
Now, when they heard the resurrection of the dead, some mocked him. They're like, oh, you believe that? And they just sort of made fun of him. When you make a stand like this, sometimes you're going to be mocked. I guarantee it. But then it says this, but others said, we will hear you again about this. So Paul went out from their midst. In verse 34, but some men joined him and believed. It wasn't who Paul picked out to join him. It's who the Spirit of God worked and that he used the words of Paul and, and, and what he said to affect and change lives around him. It doesn't say they all believe, but it said some of them will believe. And if we live a life where we proclaim who God is and we take that veil that sort of hides it from the world and go, hey, this is the God who changed my life. You might go, well, I don't even know what to say. You start off, if he, he changed your life, and if, if he is your Lord and Savior, there's got to be some change within your life. If not, can we talk about it? But if he changed your life, that's what you begin to talk about. You might go, you know, I don't, I don't know what you've learned, but man, when I was 16, my life was going this way. I thought I knew it all. And I, I, I learned the truth about Jesus and the cross. And I knew that I sinned and I knew I couldn't get to God. And this guy shared with me. And that changed me forever because when I, when I put my faith in, in Jesus Christ and said, please take the, the, the wrath of, of, that is due for my sin from me and let, Lord, I give my life to you. When I did that, this weight came off me like I cannot explain. No one can say to me, you're wrong. Nobody can. And I will fight to the death. To, to, I will speak it that it's true because that's what, that's what occurred. That's what occurred. Your testimonies are the greatest things that you have. I want to ask for all heads bowed and eyes closed as we wrap up, up, up tonight. We've sort of gone through a lot of things here uh, with false idols and then Paul doing this juke. And, um, but his, his whole point of this passage is trying to turn these, these, these men from Greece, these men from Athens, away from the false I, idols. I think God call, calls us to take note of false idols that are in our life and adjust our life, you know, move away from them, let them go. And you might be here tonight, and you, you might go, you know what, I've, I've got a false idol or some false idols in my life that God is speaking to me about even right now. I just want to be able to pray for you. No one's going to look around. I just want you to look up, meet eyes with me, and then you, you, can, you can look right back down. So if that's you tonight, you go, man, will you just pray for me? Because God's speaking to me about, about something. I just need, I've got to deal with this. If that's you, just sort of raise your head up at me right now. Okay, I, see, I see you. I see you. Okay, I see you. I see you. All right. Okay. Gotcha. 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 Anybody else? Gotcha. All right. Dear God, I thank you so much for every student that's in this room. God, I thank you for, for your word. Um, Father God, I thank you that you um, don't leave, leave us alone. Uh, that you, you don't, when we want to give up, you don't give up on us. Father God, for, for just all those that even looked up tonight saying, man, there's, I've, I've got to give this to God. Lord, I just ask for strength right now. I ask for accountability around them right now. I ask for boldness right now that they will speak to somebody, their friends, someone about it. 
uh, and God, that they will leave this place changed, uh, not for anything great about our church or for this youth group, but for your honor and glory. Uh, God, help th- th- this place be full of men and, 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 and women who, who seek you, who love you, who, who honor you, and who share you wherever they go. For it's in Jesus' name I pray. Amen.